if you have been following these last couple of weeks with our readings, you can begin to notice that there's some issues with the readings this, these last couple of weeks. Because we find ourselves in kind of a, a sticky situation. As a church, as a community, we're celebrating the sixth week of Easter. Last week we heard Jesus talk about how he's the, the way, the truth, and the life. And this week he tells us that he's going to send us the paraclete. But if we look very carefully within the context of Scripture, we went from celebrating Easter, now jumping all the way back to the Passover, as Jesus is celebrating the Last Supper with his disciples. And yet he's telling us that he's going to send us the paraclete, which next week we celebrate Ascension Sunday, then the following week we come to celebrate Pentecost, or, or the descending of the Holy Spirit. So we're kind of just in this jumble, this weird period. So how do we make sense of all of this? And how do we come to understand this scripture passage within the context of our liturgy, within the context of our Easter celebration? I think it helps us to really understand what Jesus is about to do so that we can understand where he's taking us. Jesus is gathering around the table with his disciples, preparing them as he is leaving them to go about to endure his death and resurrection. So why does this all matter? Because he's pointing us back to his crucifixion and then presenting it back into our current context today. Because he's calling each of, his, each of his disciples, he's calling the 12 disciples that he is with now as we read the scriptures, but he calls us today on mission. He recognizes and realizes that until he endures his passion, death, and resurrection on the cross, the disciples aren't going to understand what they're about to endure, what they're about to go through. And so for us as people post-resurrection, we know what our mission is. We know where we're going and what we're about to do. And so we hear Jesus lay that out very clearly. He tells us he will send us the advocate, the paraclete, the consoler. So what is he sending us? He's sending us the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, but he calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. So then what is our mission as Christians? What is our mission as people post-resurrection? Our mission is to find the truth. So then we track back to last week's reading. Who is the truth and what is the truth that we are seeking in our daily life? We're seeking Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. We seek him wholeheartedly every day, and through the graces of the Holy Spirit, we come to find Jesus in every aspect of our life. But it doesn't stop in just finding. The next phrase we hear is, I will not leave you orphan. We find the fact that we were meant to be in relationship with Jesus. We are meant to walk with him, to, for him to be a part of our life. So how do we talk about, share, and live that out in our life 
if we don't know who he is. There's an interesting thing about philosophy from St. Anselm. Is it better for an ice cream to exist in our mind or for our minds to think about ice cream? Or is it better for ice cream to exist in my hand and I'm enjoying the ice cream? Most people will say it's better for me to enjoy the ice cream in hand. So we come to know that we're meant to be in relationship with Jesus. We're supposed to connect and be in love with him. So how then is that possible? Because like the analogy I gave, it's better that we understand and know Jesus, not just in our mind, but in reality itself. So Jesus just didn't say, okay, here's your mission, here's the philosophy, here's the things I'm going to teach you, and I'm going home. He loves us so much that he wants to remain and dwell and be a part of our lives every day to the end of time. So how does that work? We have to remember back in the context of that passage. He's sitting with his disciples, breaking bread, celebrating the Last Supper. He leaves us himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. And he remains and dwells with us in every tabernacle all around the world to be with us, to walk with us every day of our life. He's not just in that tabernacle, that's where we keep him, and we can't touch him anymore. But every time we attend Mass, every time we come up to the Eucharist and receive communion, we come to receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity. We consume him and allow him to enter into our lives, and then we therefore become the walking tabernacles. We become the place in which people encounter Christ in and through us. We become God manifested in love for others in the world. So how do we remain orphaned? We remain orphaned when we do not choose to enter into God. We remain orphaned when we don't come to seek Him in the Eucharist. We become orphans when we decide to turn ourselves in and through sin away from God's love. And every time, every day when we choose to sin, we grow farther and farther and farther away from God's love. We turn farther and farther away from the relationship with God. And we've now chosen something else more superior than God. So how does this all work then? He then instructs us to follow the commandments. That is how they will know that you are my disciple. That is how they will know. So what does that mean for us? How does following the Ten Commandments affect us? It is a way in which we love and how we share and manifest that love to those we encounter. Because the Ten Commandments aren't just laws and rules that an angry parent is trying to force us to follow, but it's the guidepost and measurement of how we have loved God and how much God has loved us. As we celebrate Mother's Day today, recall the moments as a child how loving were you actually to your mother? Because I know, remember, as a child, it was so easy to do what I want. When mom said, hey, son, can you go pick up your dirty clothes off the floor? 
What is the easiest question or answer? I'll do it later. Or, hey son, can you go do the dishes for me? The best answer is, no mom, you got this. So how are we loving our mothers? Were those responses, responses out of love? Because love is a complete gift of self to the other without ex expecting anything back, without expecting in anything in return. And we see Jesus manifest that very clearly behind me on the, cro on the cross where he gives up his life for those he loves, no matter how far we've turned away from him, no matter how far we hate him, no matter how far we want him out of our life. He's loved us to the end. And so those Ten Commandments become the guidepost and measurement of how well I have loved God, how well I have responded to God's love, because I'm not just loving my mother, in responding to those things. I'm not just loving my mother when I stand up and go pick up my dirty clothes off the floor. I'm not just loving my mother when I stand up and go do the dishes when she asks me to do the dishes. But I'm also loving God in and through her. I am seeing God in her because she was created in the image and likeness of God. So how much do we really love God? And how much does God really love us? Because everything we've been given has been a gift of love from God. Everything he just asks of us is nothing. He calls us to remain faithful to him and continue his mission day after day. So my dear brothers and sisters, we're called today for a mission, to do a mission, and to live out our mission which is to follow Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And the way we're called to do it today in our gospel reading is through the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the spirit of truth, who's leading us to God and back to God. It is through the Eucharist when we come to receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity in which we come to encounter Jesus' love made whole so that we are not orphans no longer where we take that love that he has shared with us to the world. And finally, every day of our lives through living the Ten Commandments as best as we can, we come to measure and figure and understand how much God has loved us. So let us take this time to really reflect on how well we have loved God and begin to practice and put into action what God has called us to do, what God has called us in mission today to do every day and every moment of our life. Amen.